All right, so we have begun last week this uh, this uh, essay. Uh, I think one of the most fundamental essays we have about the Rosh Hashanah related to uh, the nature of the the din, the nature of the judgment which is uh, which is going on. And without going too much into uh, reviewing all of the uh, the details of uh, of that, so the main thing that uh, the Sifsechaim, the Ruchaim Friedlander had had established was this idea that there is a, uh, the judgment is not on Tavshin Pei Beis, it's not on last year, really the, the judgment is with regards to Tavshin Pei Gimel, the judgment is uh, relevant as far as the upcoming year is, is concerned, because what happens is, is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up the spiritual world, is that when that the um, uh, spiritual energy comes into the world, or brachos come into the world, first in very general terms, a very general thing, and then it begins to branch out and express itself in the various uh, details. In one of the, uh, the, uh, the parables, one of the metaphors which he gives is the notion of a seed, that an apple seed contains within it the information which is, which is necessary for a tree to grow from that, with all of its branches and all of its roots and all of its fruit and all in the in stuff, and all of that is contained in that small little apple seed. The initial apple seed contains all of it, is encoded with all of that uh, that that information. So, in a similar way, at the beginning of the year, what happens is is that the seed for the year is planted. All the information which is going to be relevant for the year is planted in that seed, and then what happens over the course of the year is. All we find is that the we have an expression of all of that. All of the, uh, the that information is manifest and expresses itself, but nothing is really being decided from scratch on uh, on Rosh Hashanah itself. And that's why Rosh Hashanah is really uh, is is at the beginning of the year, rather than being judgment for Tavshin Pei base as a time to reward or punish a person, which would make sense to be on the last day of the previous year. But really, the determination is made at the beginning of the next year, because really, what we're trying to do is the uh, the the uh, the example that we were giving that we used a lot last week was this idea of a, a an operating system. That an operating system is put in place. Once the operating system is in place, you can't really change the operating system, but you can change the software and you can change the uh, the applications which are going to run on that operating system. But the operating system becomes pretty much set in its place, and it's not something which is change change changed until you go ahead and you update the operating system to uh, whatever you go from Windows nine to Windows ten, you go from Windows ten to Windows uh, w- Windows eleven. Okay. So that is what we talked about last week. And now we pick it up from where we left off. And now, the, uh, being that we are, uh, we are uh, very heavy in terms of uh, countenance, so this is going to be something which is, uh, which is a, 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 a great metaphor which he uses. So we pick it up over here. So he says, Namchish es hadvarim ma'olam ha'maisa. And part of this uh, this paragraph we are going to read, he says that we could go ahead and actually we'll, we'll, we'll just speak it out outside. We'll go read different uh, in, inside, but he says we could go ahead and we can explain this in the from the perspective of the practical world, and that is is that every large business is going to have to put in place a budget for the coming year. 
So that's something which is a common practice, that uh, you have a business, it has different divisions, you have different uh, things which are going on in the in, in the business. So every business is going to go ahead and make a, that's uh, the term, is a budget. And the, pers- the purpose of that budget is to decide how we're going to allocate various resources in the coming year. So the goal of the business is to be profitable, and we have to make a decision with the limited assets, the limited resources that the business has. So what's going to be the best way to invest that money so that we should be able to maximize the potential of those resources to bring, to generate the uh, the greatest uh, returns. So the the focus, the goal is to be as profitable in the coming year as we can. The way we decide how we're going to allocate those resources and whatnot is based on last year's performance. So if I see that this division was successful last year, so I'm going to want to go ahead and allocate additional resources in that part of the business, which was successful, which was profitable. If there was another part of the business which was not profitable, they actually uh, uh, generated a loss for the company. I'm going to give very limited resources in that direction, because why would I go ahead and throw away more uh, more money, which is bad? That certainly is not going to be something which is uh, which is helpful. But that's really the way he says that's the perspective to have in order to understand the nature of the din, the nature of the judgment on Rosh Hashanah, that it's really, it's a meeting of the executive committee, the uh, the board of directors of the company, to decide, given the resources which are available, how are we going to go ahead and distribute them, what's going to be the, uh, what's going to be the uh, most um, productive way of allocating those, those resources. And then he says, he says, Kach, this we will read inside. He says, Kach Gam Din Rosh Hashanah. So this is the correct perspective to have when it comes to the uh, the judgment of, on Rosh Hashanah. And that is, Hu Ka'arichas Taktziv Mishpat. It's like a the it's like a budget meeting, a determination of a budget, rather than a judgment, rather than a court case where we're going to decide guilt versus innocent or what the punishment a person is going to receive for uh, for their uh, guilt for their guilt. For Rosh Hashanah, and therefore on Rosh Hashanah, Hanidon Hu Al, on Rosh Hashanah, the, the, the subject is, the issue is Taksiv Hashanah Haba. Baruchu is deciding on during his judgment on the day of Rosh Hashanah is what's going to be the budget for Tafshin Pei Gimel. How is he going to go ahead and divide up the resources? Kolomar, in other words, Elu Kalim Emsai Minasu Lanu, Keneshanamo Betafkid Hashana Haba. He says, How are we going to go ahead and give up? How are we going to divide or uh, assign uh, resources in order that people should be able to fulfill their mission in the coming year? So this fits into what we talked about a little bit the last week, where the world is always going to be judged based on what the initial goal was, what the final outcome is going to be, and where this year fits into that process of the uh, the manifestation of the, the ultimate goal. So being that God has a plan of what needs to be accomplished during Tav Shin Pei Gimel, so being that there's a plan which is already in place, now the only question is, how is he going to allocate those resources so that he's going to assure that the goal of Tashin Pei Gimel is actually going to, is going to take place? And 
not only is this something which is determined based on an annual basis, that for the overall year, but now he says also, each person has a mission which is expected of them to fulfill during the coming year, and therefore, HaKadosh Baruch it's an amazing idea to, to consider, but he says that each person is going to be given all of the resources that they need in order to fulfill their mission. No more and no less, because HaKadosh Baruch doesn't waste. So therefore, not only is the world in general going to be assigned uh, various uh, kalim, various utensils, in order to fulfill their mission or their purpose in the company, but each individual within that is also going to be assigned specific things in order to accomplish their purpose. And this is what the nature of the judgment is. So again, it's not a scary judgment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to punish or reward. What's really going on is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is just trying to figure out how to make the most of the coming year so that the, uh, the goal will be realized. What resources are you going to be given for the coming year? Rosh Hashanah, now he emphasizes, Rosh Hashanah ain't done in Imla Nisho Olizachoso that the judgment on Rosh Hashanah is not whether to punish or whether to reward. That's not the punishment. That's not the judgment that happens on Rosh Hashanah. The judgment is just a budgetary meeting of the executive committee in Shamayim about how to divide the resources for the coming year so that Kosh Baruch Hu will get the maximum return on his investment, his ROI. That's what Kosh Baruch Hu is looking for. And therefore, how, how what's going to be the barometer? How are they going to? How is the executive committee in Shemaim going to decide how the resources are going to be allocated? Why are they going to give L X and they're going to give Mel Y and they're going to give Steve Z? How is all of that going to be determined? So he says, So the only way, not the only way, but the primary way by which that determination is going to be made is how successful were people and were groups with the resources allocated to them in Tavshin Pei Base. So if people took the resources allocated to them in Tavshin Pei Base and they used them successfully, and we'll see towards the end what exactly the definition of successfully is, but if a person used them successfully in Tavshin Pei Base, so then Akash Baruch was confident that he can entrust that person with more resources in Tavshin Pei Gimel, because this is a reliable, trustworthy person who's helping advance the world towards its ultimate goal of recognition of Hashem's presence in, in this world. Those people who may have used the, their resources selfishly, they didn't go ahead and use uh, you know, the, pa- the, uh, the, uh, the paper in the printer for the business. They went ahead and used it for printing Sudoku puzzles so that when they traveled around the world, so they'd have plenty of Sudoku puzzles to go ahead and play. And it didn't serve the business at all. So Chris Brooklyn says, why am I going to give this guy a ream of paper when all he's going to do with the paper is play Sudoku on it? I could go ahead and I could give it to somebody else who will print, ad- who will print, print flyers and promote the business and generate more advertising, more revenue for us. So obviously we're going to invest in the person who generates revenue rather than a person who just wastes an entire ream of paper. And that is the nature of this, this, this judgment. And he says also, it's a, 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 as, as he explains further, 
another amazing idea as far as this, which I, I hadn't really thought about before. I, I've read this piece before, but I hadn't really considered this. He says as follows. He says another uh, uh, insight into the nature of this judgment. He says, He says, generally, the way the, a, a person who's organized in their thinking, a person who's going to be thorough in, in creating, let's say, a business plan, and then carrying it out, so it has to work sequentially. And the sequential process is, is first you think about things in general. You think about, okay, this is the product that we want to sell. And this, and this, and it's this product which we're going to sell, which is going to generate for us a profit. So now you have this big picture of we're going to go ahead and manufacture shoes, and selling shoes is how we're going to make our profit. Was how we're going to make our thing. Now the next question is, where are we getting the shoes from? What style shoes? Where is it being manufactured? How are we advertising? How are we going to distribute? How are we going to fill orders? All of those are detailed questions which ultimately have to be, have to be figured out in order for the business to be, uh, to, to be profitable. But you have to come up with this initial broad vision of what is the purpose of the company? What's the purpose of the business? How are we going to, uh, before we get into those details, right? Somebody says, you know what? It's a great idea to have a Shabbaton. Okay, that's a wonderful idea. Do you have a theme? Where's the food coming from? Where's the advertising coming from? How are we, uh, 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 how are we promoting it? How much are we going to charge? How are we going to collect the money? All of those things that, that, that need to be figured out, all of those details have to be figured out at some point. But if in the initial meeting, when we decide we're going to have a Shabbaton, we're not going to have a Shabbaton, if somebody is already all caught up on what the name tags are going to look like, we're not going to get anywhere. You can't be worried about the details of the name tags, what color the font, what type of font is going to be, and what color ink we're going to use when you begin the process of deciding whether to have a Shabbaton or not. It's too, it's too minor of a detail to think about. He says, in fact, he says, V'rak ha-tipesh he says, it's only an idiot who goes ahead and gets all caught up in the details when you first start thinking about the project, because that's way too far down the line. You need to have your big vision first. So he says, it, it, fascinating, he says, and this is that difference between big picture and then the actual details. He says, Zel inyan chachma ubina. This is the nuanced difference between the word chachma on the one hand, knowledge on the one hand, and bina, which we translate as understanding on the other hand. So what are these? So it says, ha-chachma hi ha-klau. So the term chachma is a term that we use for the big picture, ubina mefaretas lepratin. And then bina is the details which are going to go into that. All of the details which are going to allow you to create that big picture, all that's going to be the details which are going to contribute towards that thing. Davar mitoch davar, extrapolating one thing from another thing and another thing. You know, sometimes there's a, there's a website which has a ton of shiurim on it, which is a wonderful resource to have. But every time you click anywhere on the page, it does, it like resets you to the beginning of the shear. And it's incredibly frustrating to go ahead and every time, you know, you get a phone call in the middle, you're listening on your phone and you get a phone call in the middle, and then you want to go back to the shear where you left off, and it sends you back to the beginning of the shear. And then you have to remember what minute in, in second you were on in order to be able to go back to that. So they had this big picture of let's make lots of shurim available. 
And then when it came time to the actual implementation of that and making it available, so they have, they happen to have lost some of the details along the way because it's incredibly it's an incredibly frustrating experience, at least for me, to keep getting sent back to the beginning and then have to remember where you are. But there's the big picture, and then there's actual carrying out of all of those details. So he said the same thing is true. He says, So the same thing is going to be true. This is the, the, uh, the metaphor that we have to use with regards to the, the din, the judgment on Rosh Hashanah. And that is that kodem, the first thing that happens, what happens on Rosh Hashanah is we have the general judgment. Oops. We have the general judgment which takes place. That's what's happening on Rosh Hashanah in terms of what's the goal for this year and in general, how are the resources going to be allocated? And then what unfolds over the course of the rest of the year, done in Alapratim, that's going to be the details of how all of that is actually going to uh, be applied and how it's going to be performed. That's That's the execution of the business plan. But the first thing you need to do is you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're trying to accomplish. You need to know what the goal is. And then when it comes to the actual execution of that, that's a completely different part of the process. So you have the judgment, the allocation of the resources, and then how exactly that's going to unfold and manifest itself. That's what takes place over the rest of the year. And then he says, he says, now we can understand this idea. There's a famous mission in Rosh Hashanah that the world gets judged four times throughout the year. So it says on Pesach, we're judged for grain. On Shavuos, we're judged for the fruit on the trees. On Sukkot, we're judged for water. And then the Mishnah says, on Rosh Hashanah, all the creatures pass before God and are going to be judged. So everybody asks, let's, begin, let's, uh, let's ask it from the perspective of Rosh Hashanah, if, if as we say this time of year, that everything is determined by what happens on Rosh Hashanah, that the judgment for everything is on Rosh Hashanah. So on Rosh Hashanah, it has already been decided what the grain is going to look like in Tav Shem Pei Gimel, what the fruit of the trees are going to look like in Tav Shem Pei Gimel, and what the water is going to be like in Tav Shem Pei Gimel. So if all of that is determined already on Rosh Hashanah, so what's the judgment on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot? Those judgments have already been covered by Rosh Hashanah. So what's the purpose of the rest of, the, the rest of those things? So he says that that's this idea. That on Rosh Hashanah, we have the big picture being determined. And then how exactly the, like, we, we know we're going to say we're going to invest $20,000 in advertising. Okay, so that's decided on Rosh Hashanah. $20,000 is going to be allocated for advertising. Now, what are the advertisements actually going to look like? Somebody's going to decide over the course of Tav Shin Pei Gimel how, what exactly those advertisements are going to look like. So there's an amount of water which is determined. So there's a certain amount of resources in terms of water, which is decided on Rosh Hashanah. Now the application of that, or the execution of that, how the execution is going to look, that's decided on Sukkot. That's already the details of how it's going to express itself and how it's actually going to be executed. But the amount of resources, that's what's decided on Rosh Hashanah. And he says, along these lines... He says, he quotes from the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Now it helps us understand this Gemara. This Gemara. He says, So this perspective uh, gives us insight into the Gemara on, in Rosh Hashanah, which says, So let's say collectively, Klal Yisrael were wicked 
on Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, listen, you guys are wicked. I'm only going to allocate a small amount of water for the year Tavshin Pei Gimel. So now that's what was decided. The budget meeting of the executive committee of the board of directors on Rosh Hashanah Tavshin Pei Gimel, it was decided that there's going to be only 18 inches of rain for this community during Tavshin Pei Gimel. Then, Lesof Chazuban. Then, sometime later during Tavshin Pei Gimel, probably the rabbis drasha on Yom Kippur. So then they go ahead, <laughs> then they go ahead and the people decide they're going to go ahead and they're going to do tshuva. And they feel bad and they repent and they bring themselves closer to God. So now what, what are they going to do in Shemaim? What's the board of directors going to do? Because the budget has already been set. There's only going to be 18 inches of rain in Tavshin Pei Gimel. And you can, as we mentioned last week in the beginning today, you can't change the operating system. Once the operating system for Tavshin Pei Gimel is in place, the operating system doesn't change. So there will only be 18 inches of rain in this community for Tavshin Pei Gimel, even though they're all tzaddikim v'tzidkanios now. So what are they going to do? So lahosif aleim yefshar shikvar nigzer gezera. So the Gemara says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot change the operating system and give even 19 inches of rain. It was decided on Rosh Hashanah, you're only getting 18 inches of rain. Rather, what's going to happen? The only thing we can do is, as we said, is going to be the software, or it's going to be the execution. So what happens? El HaKadosh Baruch Hu, moridin bizmanu al aretz hatzrich alahem. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do is, he's not going to waste any rain whatsoever. Every drop of rain will fall at a perfect time in order to be productive for the grain and the vegetables and the, uh, and the fruits. And therefore, and he's going to make sure, so we're not going to have flooding like we just had on Sunday. Sunday. We're not going to have flooding like on Sunday where some of the rain fell down in a non-productive, uh, destructive manner. But rather, all of the rain which falls, that small amount of rain, is going to be like they use in Israel. It's going to be drip technology. So they're just going to drip very slowly, but very exactly, very precisely in order to be productive. Or, on the other hand, says the Gemara, the flip side of this is, Let's say on Rosh Hashanah, Klai Yisrael were great tzaddikim, I'm going to provide them with 36 inches of rain, a huge abundance of rain. And then Klai Yisrael goes out and they rebel. And they distance themselves from God. So now what's going to happen? So again, we have the same quandary. It's impossible for Kosh Baruch Hu to have any less than 36 inches of rain fall because the operating system says you're getting 36 inches of rain this year. So that cannot be changed. But rather, but rather what he's going to do is he's going to make it rain at a, a non-productive time or it will fall in places which is not productive. Let's say the 36 inches of rain falls on top of the snow or on top of the ice. So what does that help us? Here in, in, in Chicago, it doesn't help to have all of our moisture during the winter time because nothing's growing that time anyways. We need it to be growing in the spring and the summer. But if all of the, uh, the, the rainfall, all of the... Uh, the, the water is going to fall in non-productive times. So we didn't violate the operating system. We still got our 36 inches of rain. But since we've dissent in the execution of that, it's now going to happen in a way which is not helpful. And therefore, that's, a, that's, how, things are going to, uh, that's how things are going to go. And now he says, 
Again, this also allows us to understand a different Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. This part we're not going to read inside, where he says that we have this idea that there's opinions of the Gemara, which says that a person is judged each and every day. So what does it mean we're judged each and every day? We're judged on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is when we have the judgment. So what does it mean to say that we're judged each and every day? So he says the same idea. That the, the, the example he gives is that you have, that we, we know the brain communicates with your fingers so that your fingers should be able to move. Now there's two things which could happen which will prevent your fingers from moving. Either there could be something wrong in the brain and the brain cannot send a signal to the, to the fingers. That's a problem with the roach. That's a problem with the head. Or you could have something go wrong with tendons or muscles or something, uh, you know, nerves in the fingers, which cause them to not be able to move. So two different things could happen. One is happening at the source of everything, the source of all the movement in the head, in the brain. And the other is going to be the actual expression of it, the, the signal which is sent to the fingers, which won't be able to, uh, to move. So he says, in the same way, he says, Kach bedin Rosh Hashanah. So you find, again, the similar idea of this general idea and then the specifics, the execution of it with regards to Rosh Hashanah. Mikoach Rosh Hashanah, Yotzei Adin Lepoel B'Meshech Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah, as we said, is where the operating system is adopted with all those details, all of the budget and the allocation of resources. That is all determined on, uh, at the beginning of the year. But... But there's this judgment which takes place on a daily basis, and the purpose of that judgment is to determine how the resources which are allocated to you, will they reach you in a productive time, a time when you need them, or they're going to reach you at a non-productive time, a time which is not going to be beneficial for you. And therefore, for that reason, so therefore, if a person is a Russia, let's say, and the judgment on Rosh Hashanah, the, uh, the budget meeting on Rosh Hashanah, says that you're not going to get a lot of stuff. So, not only will that find expression uh, 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 during the course of the year, but even if on Rosh Hashanah, Gash Baruch was that I trust you and I'm confident that you're going to be able to use the resources productively and you are going to, uh, to bring the, uh, the world closer to its destiny and the fulfillment of its, uh, of its purpose. But that, 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 that judgment, that determination on Rosh Hashanah doesn't finish the picture, doesn't complete the picture. Because if over the course of the year, sorry, when it comes time to execute this judgment, if it turns out that the person is not on the same level that he was on Rosh Hashanah, then so then the good things which were decreed, which were allotted to him, so it's not going to be manifest in a productive way, in a good way. And you're not, you're, you're not going to experience it as if it was the bracha, which, was it, which uh, it was originally intended to, to be. So you'll still get that stuff, but it's going to be you'll receive it in a way which is absolutely not helpful. It's sort of like uh, getting that windfall right before, uh, you know, uh, the end of the, uh, the, the end of the, uh, um, the fiscal year, 
So if I, if I get that $10,000 on December 31st, now all of a sudden I have to pay taxes on this huge amount of money. Had I had it earlier in the year, I could have made some money. I could have used it in a productive way. But getting it on the last day, suddenly that bumps me into a new tax bracket. Now I have more taxes and I end up not getting anything out of that because it doesn't, it doesn't help me at all. So he says, this is the idea that we say that uh, when we say that a person is going to be judged every day, it's not a judgment in terms of the allocation of resources. The judgment which happens on a daily basis is whether or not those resources which we receive, will they be helpful and productive for us, or are they not going to be helpful? Are they going to be something which uh, ultimately serves, uh, uh, works against our interest? And now he says that this is the idea. Now we can understand a little bit more. He says, So being that the main focus of the judgment in Rosh Hashanah is the year coming, is Tavshin Pei Gimel, rather than for reward and punishment for Tavshin Pei Beis. So he says, Mishum hach, Mishum kach, kol Rosh Hashanah in bakashos al The main theme of our tefillahs on Rosh Hashanah is not tshuva, is not repentance, apologizing for things which happened in the past, but rather a main focus of the tefillahs on Rosh Hashanah is creation. We have a big picture in mind about what's happening in the world as a whole, because that's really what's going on, because we're deciding the big picture of the budget, which is going to be being done by the executive committee or by the board of directors. They're deciding the budget because we're trying to bring the entire world forward in terms of its destiny, in terms of its mission. And because, Mikavan, Shabayom Zen, Habriya, because it's at this time that we're receiving the mission in the assignment and the tasks which we need to do in order to bring the world to its destiny. And as we said, the judgment is based on a future perspective. It's forward focused rather than past focused. We're trying to make sure that we're putting in place what needs to be there so that in Tavshin Pei Gimel will be is as productive as, as it can. What's going to be our purpose? What's our mission? What's my assignment for this year? Last year, you may have one, you may have had one assignment. This year, you may very well be assigned a different task. Sometimes in a business, last year you were doing sales. This year, you're going to be doing, you know, you're going to be packing boxes or something like that. Or last year, you were packing boxes. And this year, you're now a a manager making sure that everybody else is packing boxes uh, correctly. So people move around in the company as they perform or not perform. They get assigned to different tasks and different responsibilities. And therefore, he says, Therefore, we express So therefore, everything which we express, the words and the purpose of those tefillahs are in order for creation to reach its purpose, which is ultimately Malchus That's where Malchus comes from. Because Malchus, our goal is to be loyal subjects to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that everybody should recognize the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the destiny, that's the purpose, that's, that's where we're going. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be deciding uh, how exactly we're going to, how he is going to allocate resources based on who is going to help bring the world to that purpose. Um, he says, 
So who is HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to assign resources to in order to achieve that goal of more Kavod Shemayim? So he says, very simply, Somebody who truly and honestly wants to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, wants to promote HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus, that's considered to be the loyalty to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. That is the most important thing in terms of allocation of resources. And those people who demonstrate or at least express a desire for that loyalty, so those are the ones who are going to give a bigger piece of the pie. They're going to be allocated more resources because that desire to do, to collect connect and to promote HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus, that is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking for. And therefore, if you're wearing, you know, the team uniform, and you're wearing the team hat, and you have the team logo on your shirt, and you have, a, you know, a, a magnet on your car saying, I'm on team God, or whatever it's going to be. So all of that is going to position you very well in order to be able to receive those, those, those re- resources. Because he says, ultimately, he says, he says, Hashana Hatova, Chayva Parnasa, because those things which we think about around Rosh Hashanah time, superficially, I want a good year, I want a healthy year, I want a year where I have good Parnasa. Ultimately, Enam Ela Kalim, Lamana Vas Sabria. These are only tools which will help bring the world to its destiny. So these are not goals in and of themselves. You have to understand them. We have to perceive them and, and appreciate them as tools for the purpose of creation, which is gilui kavod shemaim, a revelation of the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if we see things from that perspective and we're able to say, listen, if I have good health, I'll use my good health in order to promote kavod shemaim. If I have a good parnasa. I will use that parnasa. We use those resources pr- pr- promote kavod shemaim. If in general the year goes well for me, so that I have the peace of mind and I have the uh, the, the 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 headspace to be able to uh, to focus my attention on kavod shemaim, I will go ahead and do so. So then Kash Baruch Hu says, yes, I'm going to go ahead and invest resources in this person because his goal or her goal is gilur kavod shemaim. And that may, that may, that's a wise investment. Kodesh Baruch is going to get the most ROI from those people who sincerely desire for that to, to take place. And those people who are a little bit selfish, who are going to use those resources to fill their own stomachs or fill their own egos and whatnot, and they're not going to use it for God. Kodesh Baruch says, what kind of return on investment am I going to get from this guy? He's going to take all that money. He's going to buy himself a private jet, and he's going to go. Uh, you know, every second week, he's going to go vacation in some other, uh, you know, uh, far-flung place around the the globe. And all of that money, those tens of thousands of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars, are going to be wasted. And what do I get out of this? Akash Baruch says, "There's no kavod coming from these these elaborate, expensive vacations. So why would I go ahead and give this guy any resources when it's not going to help the the the, the purpose at all? And therefore." He says, no, I'll go ahead and I'll give it to somebody else. So he says, um, yeah, he says that, um, and he talks about how the, 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 the idea 
of Rosh Hashanah being one of the Aser Shemei Tshuva, one of the questions that we've talked about over the years many times, that how could it be that Rosh Hashanah is, is considered to be one of the day, 10 days of repentance? We actually don't do any repentance whatsoever on Rosh Hashanah. There's no Vidui, there's no Achet, there's no Hashanu Bagadu, we don't do any of those things. So he says, again, very succinctly, he says, Ulam, Kotev Avodas Hayom Hu, he says, the main purpose, the main focus of the Avodah Sayom, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the theme of the day, is lihisromem likras ha'asid, is to elevate ourselves in a certain regard towards the future, to prepare ourselves, to position ourselves, so that the future will be something which will be positive for us, because, oh, he captures it in one word. That, that's all you really need to remember. Lomar hineni. To say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hineni, here I am. I'm ready to go ahead and do what you want. I'm ready to be a loyal subject to you. I am prepared to be the most loyal servant, the most loyal subject in your kingdom that exists. That's my goal for this year, is to be a loyal subject and to do exactly what it is that you want. And therefore, if you, if each of us is able to say, Hineni, I'm ready, Hineni, Muchanam Zuman, I'm ready and, uh, and willing and, and, and excited to go ahead and to promote Malchus Shemayim in this world, HaKash Baruch is going to say, that's what I want on my team. I want a person who's prepared to go ahead and promote my Malchus Shemayim, and a person who is sincere about that. Sincerity is so powerful that even if last year you suffered a loss, you caused a loss to the company last year because you didn't use the resources well, but if you're convincing on Rosh Hashanah, that this year you're really ready to be loyal, and you're able to say, Hineni, 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 I'm ready to go ahead and do everything that I can to promote your agenda, God, rather than my ego and my agenda, HaKash Baruch will say, okay, I appreciate that very much. You lost some, uh, you lost, uh, some money last year, but you're, uh, I'm confident in your commitment and in your loyalty this coming year. And I can sense the fact that you're really going to be on the team this year, you're going to be a valuable member of the team. And therefore, Kosh Baruch Hu may very well allot you more resources than what Tafshin Pei Base would actually indicate. Kosh Baruch Hu is willing to say, okay, I understand. I, 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 you, you acknowledge your mistake. You know where your mistake stemmed from. You know why last year was a net loss for you. But being that you have acknowledged that and you've renewed your commitment and your loyalty to me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you resources. Because at the end of the day, that's what Kosh Baruch Hu wants. Kosh Baruch Hu wants the world to reach its destiny. And he wants each of us to also be able to do so as well. And then the last thing is, he says, um, it's, 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 it's part of a, uh, um, okay, we'll just go to the, the last line over here. He says, okay, so he says, So he says, one of our jobs is to not be focused on the physical things of our lives at all. We're not trying to accumulate. We're not trying to amass cars and homes and vacations and money and stuff and 401ks and all sorts of things and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all of that. The goal of our life is not to accumulate any of those things, but rather, our goal is to see what can we do to promote 
Torah emitters. How am I going to be able to study more Torah? How am I going to get other people to study more Torah? How are we going to, uh, what can we do to make sure that there are more mitzvahs done in this world? And in all of my physical needs, the good health and the parnasa and Shana Tova, Masuka, and all of that stuff, all of that is not the goal for the year. All of that is the resources which I want so that I could actually carry out the real purpose of this world and the real purpose of my existence, which is Avodas Hashem, which is to be able to serve Hashem. And that's why he said, again, in that, uh, that previous paragraph that, uh, that we read together, that the, if you're going to take one word with you, that you're going to think about over the course of Rosh Hashanah, the word that should just be playing again and again in your brain, as you're diving on Rosh Hashanah, Hineni. Here I am, God. I'm ready. I'm willing. I am able. I am committed. I am loyal. I am going to do the best that I can this year with the resources which you allocate to me in order to be marbe kvot shomayim in order to increase honor and respect for uh, for heaven. That's my goal. I'm on the team. I want to be, uh, you know, the MVP for uh, for Tavshin Pei Gimel, as far as these things are, are, are concerned. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish. That's the nature of the din. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish on, uh, uh, on Rosh Hashanah. All righty. How, how do you reconcile that with not receiving reward until Olam Haba? Right, so the, what we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for is not reward. We're asking him to invest in us so that we should be able to go ahead and do more for him. So this is not that we're not actually receiving reward. The millions which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give each of us, because he's confident that we're going to use it positively to, uh, to, uh, to give to tzedakah and to support the Torah mitzvahs around the world, that's not reward. That's a, an investment which HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes in us because he's expecting a very high ROI. But that's not a reward yet. Okay. And thank you, Rabbi. All right, everybody. So we will see you.